This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Are you going to have the actual smoking guns to to present to the courts? Uh, We've got a number of smoking guns, and we may have to get witness protection for them. Here's Jerry Callahan. The the, uh, president's legal team dumped Sidney Powell, which leaves us to wonder, to ask, will we ever get to see the Kraken? Uh, Crazy, crazy developments on that front uh, yesterday. Also, I'm I'm suddenly in favor of uh, people harassing politicians in restaurants while they eat with their family. We'll give you the latest one of those and uh, and tell you why it's uh, it's it's okay by me. And my, um, Andrew Cuomo gets his Emmy today. We want to congratulate. Shout out to to the uh, the governor of New York. He wins an Emmy, which by the way we found out he had to uh, nominate himself for uh, the Patriots. Dropped to four and six, which is not good. That's uh, that's mediocre, middle of the pack. What a grim season for them. Uh, we give you another reason to hate Colin Kaepernick as if you don't have enough. And an American hero emerges from a little pond in uh, Florida. We'll give you the details on that, too, on today's Callahan podcast. Brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. You love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. Uh, Cullinane is here. Shattuck, Tom Shattuck, our political guy, will be joining us. I wonder if Shattuck's ever had to save one of his chickens you know, from a wild beast, probably wouldn't save uh, Jerry. His, his the toughest chicken he owns. If you don't not aware of uh, what a weirdo Shattuck is, he owns a bunch of chickens. And is Callahan or Jerry is he a rooster or a chicken? I don't. Know. I don't know. Shattuck's a strange cat, and he makes fun of yeah. me a lot for some of the feminine moves that I make in life. And I saw his wife cleaning the gutters yesterday on Facebook, <laughs> and that's not exactly a good look out of Tom Shattuck yesterday. The wife was cleaning the gutters, I something like him. that. Yeah. Would you want yeah. Shattuck up on a ladder? Would you want him up on a roof? <laughs> That's true. Hey, let me just do do a quick disclaimer, because when I build this uh, live stream for our Facebook audience, I do it in advance. Turtle Boy is having internet issues and will not be joining us because he is uh, on the title of today's show. Oh, that's, uh, that's a shame. Well, he might. He might. We is, he always has the open invitation like all the guys sure. do. They have something to say. They can join us. And he probably does uh, does have plenty to say over uh, from this weekend. Uh, um, but uh, this this it's just... It is a crazy, once again, a crazy news day. Here's, here's the way it worked for me. I watched, you know, Sidney Powell for whatever now, two, three weeks doing interviews, doing, uh, she was on with Howie Carr on Friday, I believe. Um, she's been on, on, at these press conferences with Giuliani, the press conference with Giuliani's hair dye was dripping down his face. She was standing right behind him. She's about two feet taller than, than Rudy, but she's a very well-respected lawyer. She, she got, uh, General Flynn. She freed General Flynn, which was a great public service. And if you hear her talk, she's obviously smart. She's on the ball. She's aggressive. And in the middle, uh, out of nowhere yesterday, we find out the legal team, Trump's legal team, dumped her, just separated themselves from her, said she's on her own now because she's been increasingly, she was increasingly uh, unhinged. And I tweeted like an hour before they made this announcement, I tweeted that she's losing me because what she did most recently, I think she did it yesterday morning or, or Saturday. She accused the governor of Georgia 
Brian Kemp of being in on the conspiracy and, and the secretary of state too of Georgia, two Republicans accused them of being in on the conspiracy, meaning they were making money. She said dominion, the, you know, the, the company that made the, the vote counting machines was paying them off. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what the Kraken is. She kept promising. She said this week, the revelation she has this week, the announcements, the news she's going to uh, uh, present to the world this week was going to be biblical. And maybe it still will be. Maybe it'll still be wild. She's not going away. She's going to continue to work on this. And she's got, she's made all kinds of wild accusations. People keep saying, you know, where's the evidence? And I don't expect her to lay out the evidence for, you know, CNN, but um, there has to be something there if you're going to accuse the governor of Georgia of a, a Republican of selling out to the company that owns the, uh, that makes the machines to topple the president, uh, a <laughs> guy in your own party. That is some pretty serious accusation. And I think at that point, um, the, the Trump camp, Rudy and company and Jenna Ellis said, this woman is nuts. And um, I guess we'll find out, we'll probably find out today because she's not going to just slink her off to the, into the shadows. She's going to, continue to make her case, which is pretty wacky. I mean, you get, it's, it's, it's still America as far as I know. And, um, we'll, she'll get her day. She'll get her, her say, and we'll get to decide if indeed she has any of this evidence, any of this, this proof that she's been, um, claiming, um, she had for a long time. If she doesn't, she's the biggest fool. She's, she's the biggest clown, in, in American, uh, I won't say American legal history, but in recent history, if she has nothing, she's made this up. First of all, she'll get sued uh, by someone like Brian Kemp. Secondly, she's, she'll be a laughingstock. And she was just the opposite when she got uh, General Flynn off. General Flynn was heading to jail. General Flynn had, had terrible legal counsel, pleaded guilty. Uh, eventually, she stepped in and released the Kraken and got General Flynn off uh, scot-free and General Flynn is now tweeting on her behalf because Twitter, it's another subplot to this. Twitter suspended her for 12 hours. So she's on Twitter suspension. Tell me this. If you're uh, anybody, you're an American citizen and, and have any interest in this story at all, even if you're a Democrat and you just want to get get this over with and get your guy in office and so, so Biden can uh, get busy destroying the country, if that's your goal, don't you want to let her have her say, don't you want her to talk? I mean, last time she talked, she said she, she made all kinds of wacky, crazy, uh, accusations. Why do you want to suppress that? Why? I'm, I, this is driving me crazy. And it's, it's a daily theme of Democrats, liberals trying to stop speech, trying to censor speech. It's, it's madness. And we hear from, uh, old school liberals, you know, like Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and these guys are on, on Twitter and on their little sub stacks saying, this is nuts. People are trying to suppress speech. Wouldn't we all like to hear what Sidney Powell has to say today? The president just dumped her. Let's put her in front of the cameras again. Let's put her in front of the mics again. And let's hear what she has to say. If it's crazy, if she's making more crazy accusations, good. Then, then you should want to expose that if you're, if you well, the other like. thing, too, is, is some people are holding her accountable. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson last week <laughs> who, yes, who right. had, had a spat with her. Yeah. A lot of people were saying he was right. And he, here's and here's why I tweeted that she's losing me. In fact, I tweeted the, the day before I was um, 
saying she, she I mean, she's got to bring some real serious uh, proof or evidence at some point because she's alleging the greatest crime in U.S. history. And, I, and people mocked me on Twitter, but consider what she's was accusing, saying they stole the presidency from Donald Trump with altered vote counting machines. And and she brought in somehow Venezuela into this, and I didn't even understand that, but, but saying they took that money and paid off people like elected officials in various swing states. And they took the pres they took the presidency away from Trump and delivered it to, Do uh, to Joe Biden. That's the greatest crime in U.S. history. That's no joke. That's the greatest conspiracy in U.S. history. I mean, there's been, I mean, I think the greatest political crime was what Obama and Biden and, and company did to Trump four years ago, which is why Trump's never going to concede, you know, with dignity. Like the media wants him so badly to just roll over and write a note to Joe Biden. That's never going to happen, nor should it. He knows what Biden tried to do to him. There's no way Donald Trump, of all people, is just going to turn around and say, you know, let's let bygones be bygones. But that's beside the fact. That's beside the fact. The, the, the Powell thing, and she was right there, shoulder to shoulder with Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and Joe DeGeneva and the rest of the legal team, and they just cut ties with her and said, she's a little too crazy, even for us. And so she's going to go her own way. She'll have her own legal team, and she'll make her own accusations, and it's going to be wild. It's, it, she's right about one thing. It's going to be biblical. This week, we're going to see uh, these dueling press conferences, I guess, or dueling interviews Everyone will be tuning in to, to hear Tucker tonight. And, and then and when Tucker's over, you get to hear Hannity, who will have the case for the president, whatever that is, wherever the president's thinking, Hannity will have it for you. And hopefully, let's just hope Twitter allows Sidney Powell to uh, express uh, her First Amendment right, have something to say. God, it's driving me crazy, and I'm probably going to get uh, you know banned or whatever, suspended at some point, too, for saying something. You can't say anything about... Kyle Rittenhouse on Twitter or Facebook anymore. You can't even say, you know, I hope he gets a fair trial. They'll, they'll, they'll make you delete it. They'll suspend you. If you say anything in support of Kyle Rittenhouse, the big tech bullies come down. They, 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 they apparently don't want anyone to look at this uh, objectively and say, was he you know, acting in self-defense? Is, is $2 million bail a little bit high? I love, I love the, yesterday AOC said Kyle Rittenhouse is a, uh, uh, an example of white privilege, a guy who just had a guy who shot three people, kid two, killed two. One of them was a child molester, but killed two in self-defense. It's on video. We've seen the pictures. We've seen the video. It's clearly self-defense, but he's, uh, they're going to make an example of him. He finally makes bail. And she says, that's white privilege. We've been watching criminals running wild around the country. These Antifa scum from for six, seven months or whatever, six months now. And they don't ever have to post bail in, in Portland, especially in Seattle. They just get their pictures taken and they fingerprints and they go on their merry way. Doesn't matter what the crime is. They could be burning down the federal courthouse. Doesn't matter. They don't make, they don't even pay post bail. This guy has to post $2 million bail, which he got from various uh, donated from various causes, including Ricky Schroeder. Don't sleep on Ricky Schroeder. He's a good right wing activist and uh, he lent. Kyle Rittenhouse some money to get to make bail, but you know he's going to appear in court. You know the money's good. Money's good. What's Kyle Rittenhouse going to do? Pull a Roman Polanski and run to France or whatever? He's he's uh, 
he's going to be in court. He's going to get his day in court. He's going to get acquitted. He's going to plead or make the case for self-defense. He's going to win. And it's going to drive the AOCs and these idiots nuts because, you know, white privilege, a poor white kid uh, who, who just wanted to protect businesses because the police weren't doing their job. Anyway, don't you dare. Don't you dare tweet, tweet about Kyle Rittenhouse because Jack Dorsey will not stand for that, nor will Mark Zuckerberg, those two phonies oh, who uh, went before Congress and said, no, no, we don't do that. No, 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 no. Here's, um, here's, uh, see if you can get Powell, uh, Powell with Howie Carr on Newsmax the other day saying that, um, um, she says, Georgia is the first state I'm going to blow up. She's going to blow up Georgia. She said, Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go because they're in on the Dominion scam. (laughs) And they awarded a contract to Dominion for $100 million. She said, "Uh, we should be looking into the financial benefits received by Mr. Kemp and his Secretary of State. She says that Dominion, with the $100 million, kicked back money to the governor, a Republican, so he could help. Biden steal the state and steal the the presidency. I'm sorry. I you know I'm I was rooting for I was rooting for Rudy. I'm still rooting for Rudy because I think there was a lot of voter fraud. I don't think the governor of Georgia just me. I don't know him. I mean, know anything about him? I don't think he was taking money from the vote counting machine to to, to flip the election. But hey, who knows? Maybe she'll release the Kraken <laughs> this week, and we'll find out uh, just how corrupt this whole thing is. I mean. Rudy's promising some bombshells, but I think what we're going to learn, and the reason I think that they uh, stole the election is these ballot dumps at four in the morning, because I was up. I was up late watching in Trump, and we've gone over the numbers. Trump had huge leads in Michigan and Pennsylvania, and boom, they just disappeared when they brought in those you know, those truckloads of, of ballots. Those are the, the um, allegations I'd be interested in, and, and the video, if they have video of these trucks pulling in, dumping off ballots. I'm not sure we're going to get too far on. Well, she told Howie, right? She can't even keep up with the amount of evidence that, well, I mean, the amount of uh, things being sent to her. She's still yeah, going home. Fire. She's, all. Yeah. It's like a fire hose. You can't yeah. keep up. Well, here's, here's Howie with her last week. Yeah. Or it's hearsay. I mean, are you going to have the actual smoking guns to, to present to the courts? Uh, we've got a number of smoking guns. And we may have to get witness protection for them. So, so, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be able to show votes changing. I mean, we've seen the uh, the computers, uh, the uh, the the freeze frames on the uh, on the TV screens of the votes changing, or on the computer screens. Are you gonna have the actual uh, the the actual solid evidence that those votes were being changed by these companies? Uh, we have a lot of extremely solid evidence. It's beyond impressive and absolutely terrifying. She just makes this just like statements. Yes, we have it. Again, she's not going away. She's work. She's going to go off on her own. She's gone, gone rogue and she will have to uh, present this evidence at some point to the public or to the courts. And and she's going to have to file lawsuits, I guess. Uh, But she's not just going to go away. They don't, it's not like Trump dumped her. So she goes away. That's not going to happen. And let's be honest. Trump is probably as intrigued as anybody at (laughs) And what the Kraken is going to look like if she indeed does uh, go public with this uh, this mountain of evidence. And 
the witnesses are going to have to go into witness protection. <laughs> Why? Because the governor of Georgia is going to take them out. I mean, I could see maybe the governor of New York doing that, but do you think the governor of Georgia is going to go after someone who testified against uh, him? See, I'm okay with this because I, I mean, at some point, you know, you, you need to, you know, you need to show your cards and I hope they push her, press her to uh, show her cards because you can't promise the Kraken and then come out with some, you know, wacky, you know, one you know, outlier saying, yeah, here's what I saw and, and, and give you some crazy story you need to produce at some point. And I hope, and this is the week, this is the week. I don't think, I think there's so much fraud out there. We could spend the next uh, month talking about it. I'm not, I, I'll repeat my take on this. Yes. Yes. There was all kinds of fraud. Was it enough to swing the election? No. Your next president is Joe Biden, but I think we got to put a big fat asterisk on it and, 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 Treat him the way they treated Trump for four years. Illegitimate, you know, lots of questions about whatever. In this case, it wouldn't be Putin. In this case, it'd be, uh, uh, I don't know who, uh, Brian Kemp, who would be the boogeyman. But what's uh, what's in it for her? Like, what is the reasoning behind putting yourself out there like no that? There seems no like no risk. <laughs> she had an excellent reputation yeah. after she got General Flynn off. I mean, she did a lot of interviews and she sounded good and sure of herself and smart. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I'm sure she is a big Trump supporter and a big um, Biden hater, but you can't say, you know, accuse the governor of taking money and then say, we're going to put our witnesses in witness, like Henry Hill. You're going to put them all in witness protection. Just seems, I don't know. It just seems like a risk. It just seems like a crazy risk. You either got to have it and you're ready to go down in a blaze of glory or whatever, or, or you're getting See, I watched this interview on on, on Newsmax with Howie and and Sidney, Powell, which got a lot of uh, traction, and how he was uh, a little um, skeptical, as he should have been, as everyone should have been tonight. Like you said, Tucker Carlson would take a bow because he knew this was crazy. I mean, we treated it like, you know, just like every other allegation from the Trump camp, like allegations of backdating and the allegations of not letting the observers observe in Pennsylvania. There's all kinds of shenanigans. And then she'd come out of the blue and say, the vote counting machine was rigged. The governor's in on it. There's a million. And you go, what? Wait, wait, hold hold on. Hold on there, counselor. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she has to say. Why don't you put a call into her? She's got no, nothing sure. else to do, Kellen. Yeah, Let's yeah. get it. We can get her on tomorrow. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, is Dave McDonough. Dave, we're watching CNBC right now. The Treasury Secretary's on TV talking markets. You tell me what's going on. You know, we're going to talk vaccines, Dave. We have the best month performance-wise since 1987. Again, positive news. But investors out there have short-term memories. They forget, Dave, just nine short months ago, the market was down 30%. So the market has given people a gift. And what we always say on this blog is take control of your retirement before the market can take control of it for you. And I have the gift in my hands. You do. People can get it. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. We're back. We're giving away managing your money in retirement. We gave away thousands months ago, but we're going to offer it again because people keep checking in with you after the election. They're checking in. They want a review of their portfolio. Start with this guide, managing your money in retirement. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Again, the market has given you a gift. It's given you your portfolio back. 
take control of that portfolio before the market takes it back from you. Call me Davy Claus. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get your hands on managing your money in retirement. Dave McDonough, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Are we still planning to talk tomorrow to uh, Janice Dean? Because I'm looking yes. forward to Yes, Janice Dean. Is, I don't know when we gonna when we gonna air that. Are we uh, are we doing a show Wednesday morning? Uh, yes, we are doing a show. Why wouldn't we Wednesday morning? I don't that's know. Not a holiday. You uh, said but, you I, said something about it over the weekend, but all good. What you said something about maybe we'll air Janice Dean on Wednesday. In my right, te- in we text. will. I mean, do you want whatever? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, it's yeah. just time to talk about when we're going to air right. you. Yeah. I'm all for doing it live um, with our with our Facebook audience, but. She's great. She's the, uh, if you don't know her, she's the weather, weather woman on Fox News, but her parent, her in-laws were both killed by Andrew Cuomo. And today she was already, I've seen her on the news already because Cuomo is getting his Emmy today. And she revealed that to get an Emmy, you have to submit your work. So he took some of those press conferences early on in the, uh, in the uh, epidemic, in the pandemic, he took some of the press conferences where he was talking for like two hours about, you know, how he spent more time with his daughters as a result of this and how he's going to look out for his mother, not your mother, but his mother. And he submitted them and whatever the, I don't even know who the Emmy committee is, but they gave him an Emmy and today he receives his Emmy. It's the sickest freaking thing. When you think about it, even if, even if he didn't, uh, even if he wasn't responsible for the death of, of tens of thousands of senior citizens, he's benefiting from this carnage, he's, he's already wrote a book and gone on a book tour, but it's so sick and so insane that this egomaniac, this monster, Andrew Cuomo, who's the worst uh, governor, the worst public official in America who, through this whole pandemic, just awful. He's a monster. And I understand Democrats don't care as long as you're, you know, as long as you're in power and, and you know, you, you look good on camera, they'll, they'll support you. But I, do, do any Democrats have a, uh, have a conscience here? Do any of them are, are they as repulsed by this 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 a hole as we are? Because Janice Dean said, you know that uh, uh, this is the first Thanksgiving without her in laws. They were both killed when he put pand- uh, coronavirus patients into nursing homes. We know the story. Six thousand of them went in. By the way, while the big comfort ship was in the harbor, while Javits Center was right there, converted, waiting for patients, he said, no, 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 no. We're going to put we're going to put the patients back in the nursing homes wiped out these nursing homes and now this a-hole is getting an emmy because he was so good on tv talking about it and by the way he's already got celebrities who are campaigning for him he's i think he's got two years left in his term tom shattuck and 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 he's got ben stiller out there and all these other celebrities campaigning. do they not watch the news i mean i understand they probably don't watch you know fox news but do they not occasionally see a story by a real newspaper like the New York Post that says what this guy did into New York nursing homes and they think he should be reelected and they think he deserves an Emmy and they think he should be out there doing a book tour. The guy's doing a book tour while these people (laughs) are still mourning their parents and grandparents and they couldn't have funerals. They couldn't have wakes, you know, traditional funerals and wakes for their loved ones because he put these rules in place and he's the one that led caused their death. It's just sick. I don't understand how anyone could support this. Well, I mean, and not just that, but if you saw the press conference last week with him, and I know you played some, um, that was the most unhinged performance by an elected politician that I've ever seen, ever. 
there's nothing that Trump has ever done. There's nothing that Sonny Bono has ever done. <laughs> I, I've never seen somebody lose it like that. And the way he was, he was almost bipolar in his, in his, his answer to the one reporter who simply asked, are the schools going to be open right. tomorrow? Do we send the kids to school? Do I get my kid and put him at the bus stop or do I not? And the way Cuomo attacked him and first was very condescending and then attacked him and yelled at him was unhinged. And he actually, through 10 minutes of this back and forth with, with, with this reporter, Cuomo never answered the question, does the kid go to school? It was unhinged nutso. That, that I might have to impose an orange zone and I might have to close the schools, which an orange zone does. So what's going on? Does the city still have the ability to close its schools? Are you now taking control? and saying that you have the power to make this decision. And for the millions of parents who want to know, are the schools going to open tomorrow in New York City? All right. First of all, let's try not to be obnoxious and offensive <laughs> in your tone. Because you're 100% wrong. These laws have all been in effect for months. I've always said, we set initial parameters and then the school district picked a percent within those parameters. New York City picked 3%. We announced the orange zone law over a month ago. He sounds like mommy dearest. He sounds he, like... But, he, you but know, he was wrong. The reporter was right. But this is so typical, Shattuck. I mean, I can explain it to you. This guy's ego is so out of control that he's used to getting his ass kissed all day. He's used to getting Emmys. And he's used to the media lying about whether he put these patients in nursing homes because they because they love him because he's a Democrat and they think they thought he was possibly the next president or the next vice president. So they do nothing but kiss his ass. That leads to this sense of entitlement, the sense of arrogance that he could do and say anything he wants. And when someone questions him, he can't handle it. He's not used to it. Unlike Donald Trump or somebody who gets questioned by a hostile press every day. They're never hostile. They're usually on their knees, licking his toes, and he's used to that. So one guy from the Wall Street Journal steps out of line and starts asking about whether schools are closed. And by the way, they were closed by the mayor, and the governor was wrong. And it's, right. it's, it's insane. Hey, the idea that the biggest school system in America is closed just because the teachers' union doesn't want to go back to work. They want to keep the vacation going. That's the answer. They know Everyone knows there's no threat. Everyone knows... The kids are better off in school. And when you, you have a million, one, I believe 1.1 million kids, mm -hmm. lots of them have nowhere to go. Lots of them don't have uh, good homes for uh, homeschooling. I mean, uh, uh, the, you know, virtual classes They're you know, parents are both working or it's a broken home or they don't have the money, whatever they need school. Hell half of them need the lunch. They're on the school lunch program and, and, and they got nothing now because de Blasio like, Many Democrats is a wholly owned subsidiary of the teachers union does what the teachers union tells them to do. They pretend they're in danger of COVID from a third grader. So they say, you know, vacation, let's go back, you know, let's go back on vacation, forward my mail to, uh, to Naples. You know, that's what we're getting <laughs> from these teachers unions and these gutless Democrats are afraid to call them out. No, but Jerry, the teachers unions will happily tell you, we didn't sign up for a death sentence, Jerry. We didn't sign up to die as if the t being a teacher, by the way, is a mandatory uh, occupation. I believe you could also not be a teacher if you That's can't handle point. the parameters. Right. And, and, and by the way, Tom, did, uh, did all the workers that uh, stop and shop sign up for death sentence? Did they, all the workers at CVS sign up for death? Did all the cops 
and the firemen and the, you know, you name it, the journalists and the Amazon drivers, they all sign up for it. Why have they gone to work through this whole thing? And teachers who were in no danger of getting mm -hmm. the virus from a child can't go to work. Why, why right. are they special? <laughs> why are they the ones? Hell, the, our elected officials go to work. Some of them have gotten the virus, as you have we seen. Hell, We've been told for over four decades, happy. Jerry, from these teachers unions that they're responsible for cultivating our most precious natural resource, which are the kids. They're the future, Jerry. I don't know if you've heard that, but they're the future. And so the most precious natural resource, natural resource right now is, you know, being harmed because of these lockdowns. Remote learning is crap. You know, it doesn't work. It's torturous for kids. They don't get it. It's it's asymmetrical for young minds to see this, to be watching TV school. And, and you know, the, I mean, we don't we, we know it, the teacher union is a, it's a nice gig it, when Biden uh, is sworn in. You know the the uh, the direct the Department of Education is going to be run by a whack job, right. and uh, it just he already said he's on record saying the unions will be back in in the game back they'll be back in power and the biggest t union is the teachers union three million plus members they are going to be in control if you think these lockdowns are ending anytime soon if it's up to them forget about it it's it, it is these people are are just. And actually, Jerry, not to steal the not to, not to steal the not to steal the race mantle, you know, from those who use it most opportunistically. But just think about how Jim Crow is it that if you have a kid, let's say a black student, who manages to you know circumvent the incompetence of the public school system so much that he actually thrives and wants a chance at a charter school where he could absolutely bloom. They want those shut down. No, no charter schools. No, you have to suffer. You have to be incarcerated in a crap school like everybody else with no chance of excelling. And they pat themselves in the back for being civil rights, you know. Yeah, no, no school choice either, of course. The great, right. you know, I mean, to me, if you want to know whether a, a politician is racist, see whether he's against favor or against uh, school choice, because the mm -hmm. ones who benefit from school choice are minority kids get out of terrible schools in in the inner city go to parochial schools go to private schools if you're against that then you don't give a damn about minority children that's that's uh the case with joe biden of course i mean he don't even know what he's for or against he just said yeah unions are great my, my father was a he just make up some my, my grandfather said the unions built this country so joey the union, says, the union and i've certainly told this many times but the la teachers union which is one of the bigger uh, unions in the country said that they weren't going to go back to um, work until they defunded charter schools um, and opened the border. Those were their two demands and defund the police. They wanted to defund the police, open the border and, de and, uh, and defund charter schools. I'm going, what? That's your, that's your uh, threat that you're not going to go back to work the job, which is a pretty good job. Let's be honest. You're not going to go back to work until we defund the police. <laughs> <laughs> they're just ideologues. They're radicals. You know, you've seen that that head of the teachers union in New York doing interviews. She makes no sense. They know that they're not. It's not a death sentence. They know they're in no danger of getting the virus from a third grader. And you know what? If you think you are, if you're a sixty-year-old teacher or you're a big fat teacher, then don't go to work. You know, we'll give you well, a special disclaim, uh, a, a special waiver. You could stay home. The twenty-eight-year-old. First grade right. teacher should be in school teaching, and she knows it. I mean, they're not. 
they, they they know it, but they're just doing what they're what they're told by their. Uh, and union and leader. just like with Cuomo, Jerry, just like with Cuomo, you know, one reporter, a CBS reporter, last week dared ask Biden during a photo spray about the teachers' union situation. Oh, yeah. And just to understand, uh, in, uh, in my Oval Office, you're. I, don't know, I couldn't really hear it. Anyway, so Biden yelled at him um, for asking. Oh, I figured it would be Same you. Guy, Bo Erickson, the guy at CBS. Is that the one where he says, me casa is your casa? Yes. yes. <laughs> he's the only guy. He says, why are you the one that yells questions at me? He's not the one who yells. He's the one that asks questions of you. He's the only one who asks questions of you. Everyone else there is just there to you know give you a foot massage. But the guy, it's a pretty um, good question. You know, should schools be open? Mr. President-elect. And I think he answered in some other language. I didn't really understand it. but Right. And, and, you know, for Biden to not, to equivocate on that and not be consistent on that, um, and obviously he'll do whatever the unions tell him. He owes the unions. He owes the unions and he owes um, the squad, among other things. It's going to be interesting to see him pay these debts down. But yeah, for the, the, the squad, I mean, he's, he's ignoring the squad. And I guess I give him credit for that because – uh, you know, they'll make a lot of noise, but you know, there's not going to be any Liz Warren in his cabinet. There's not going to be any Bernie Sanders in his cabinet. There's not going to be any great cry to defund the police or the green new deal. Uh, How do you know, Jerry? That, that's not true. There's no way he can ignore them. He can't. There's well, no- I mean, do you really think, uh, I mean, you know what the green new deal is, what it costs. You really mm-hmm. think uh, Biden will ever say yes. Uh, uh, we, we're going to you know, spend 93 trillion and we're going to refit every building in America. That's I think get rid of of cars. We're going to get rid of cars. I think it'll be baby steps. The pride of BU mentioned it just three days ago. (laughs) We have worked with the Biden administration to secure commitment on a two trillion dollar climate plan. That's just steps to what they want. Trillion. That ain't ninety three trillion. By the way, it's really dumber than like a local politician. I see this every day. Like mayors working on climate change. Mayors who are in charge of this little plot of land and this, you know, small part, not even a whole state, just a city. And they're going to tackle the climate of the world. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And, and, and by the way, Trump's going to have a good final two months. Did you see him come out or see that uh, statement about the Paris climate accords? Uh, it's got nothing to do with the climate. It has to do with take, you know, taxing American taxpayers and then and, mm-hmm. and paying for these uh, globalists to fly around in private jets and, Tell everyone how they they should uh, uh, get by with less, but I don't want. We'll get it. We'll get a day. I'll see another day. I mentioned her earlier because uh, she thinks uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is a great example of white privilege. They let him out on two million dollars bail because he shot three people, two killed two scumbags uh, in self defense. Everyone knows it was self defense. Uh, a jury will eventually acquit him, but he finally gets out on bail. And she said that's white privilege. White privilege. So all the rioters and looters got out on no bail, and that's I don't know what that's that's not good. And then he gets two million dollars bail, and she thinks it's white privilege. This poor white kid yeah. from I don't know from Illinois. But anyway, um, before we I, I, we have the dumbest. Well, I shouldn't say the dumbest because this happens every day. But we get the latest um, in extreme lockdown measures, and I I like to do these things because they seem absurd at the time. And in, in, in a few days, they're they're part of the uh, mainstream agenda for mainstream Democrat governors and mayors. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you if you have any better theories or any good theories about Sidney Powell, because I mentioned 
that um, she was, I, I tweeted that she was losing me a couple of hours before they dumped her. They, they, they split with her, the Trump legal team, Rudy and uh, Jenna Ellis said, we're not, she's not with us anymore. And I said, she's losing me because <clears throat> she said, and we played the sound with Howie Carr on Newsmax that uh, uh, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia and the secretary yeah. of state of Georgia were in on it and were taking money from Dominion. To, to make this deal to to use uh, rigged voting machines and steal that state from the president and deliver it to Joe Biden. That was the moment yeah. where, you know, I'm a good right-wing zealot and I'm up for this fight and I'm looking forward to see what Rudy has to say. But that was even for me a little bit much, Tom Shattuck. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. Oh, totally. She's grift addled. She's like in this in the same way Nancy Pelosi is n unable to speak in anything but political ease and act like a political creature, even if it's with, uh, you know, new stimulus to help people who are whose lives are crashing down right now. She can't she can't undo that part of her. Um, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. With the with the Lord, what's her name again? The lawyer. Sydney Powell, Sydney Powell. I'm sorry. I just I forget it. Um, it's the same thing with Sydney Powell. Yeah, I watched all of that. I watched her blame Kemp. She's unhinged and it's she's just stuck in this 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 rut. She's addled and it gives Trump an excellent. She's nuts. There's nothing to it. Nothing that they've done. Nothing. Was that she wasn't nuts. You know, two weeks ago, everyone thought she was a brilliant lawyer. She she did great work for uh, General Flynn. I know she did. Him. I know what she did. He jumped his old lawyers, hired her. And the, and the next thing you know, he's uh He's walking free and, and, you know, he can't ever get his house back because he had to sell his house to pay for those previous lawyers. But anyway, she did great work for him. He's now serving as her tweeter because Twitter suspended her and General Flynn. That's, you know, is, is no, like what she did was incredible with Flynn. It was absolutely incredible. And it was against all odds. And she's she not only just she exonerated Flynn, but she also exposed the FBI more than deeper than we ever thought between her and Tom Fitton. It's like, Jesus, right. we've got a problem here. But no, I think she is nuts. I think sometimes nuts works in a great way. You know, sometimes it's fantastic and it's it's perfectly appropriate. But the her being the public face of this thing is is crazy. There's nothing to this. You know, Venezuela does not have anything to do with this election whatsoever. <laughs> but this gives Trump an opportunity. I think this is the, his perfect wow. opportunity down because he'll do exactly what he did with the birth certificate. He'll come to this and he'll be the mediator and he'll save the company from this conflict, which is now going to be Sidney Powell versus kind of Giuliani, who's trying to do the right thing. And I, Trump will walk, march right over to the American people, hopefully in two days. I'd like it before Thanksgiving. Today, I'm very proud of myself because I've accomplished something that nobody else has been able to accomplish. I was just informed while on the helicopter that our president has finally released a birth certificate. Trump acted like he was a bystander and he took credit for finally uniting the country. We put that behind us. I was happy to do it. What does that have to do with this? Because that's what he can do with this. He can say, I've stopped the conflict. I've stopped the chaos. We know that there was election tampering. There will continue to be legislation, but I'm going to, um, you know, acknowledge the scoreboard at least and um, and begin sharing information with Joe Biden to make sure that his presidency benefits from all the good work my presidency does. Trump could be a peacemaker with this. Gives him the opportunity. One thing I like about what Giuliani and Sidney Powell has done is, and it's not hard to do, but they've uh, exposed the media for the frauds that they are mm -hmm. when they say, you know, where's the evidence? The answer to that question that they keep saying, asking of 
Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and whoever and Cindy Powell, the answer to that question is you're the media. You're supposed right. to be looking for evidence. You're supposed to be asking these questions of the authorities when you hear them say, you know, we have uh, whatever, 300 affidavits, eyewitnesses uh, talking about, you know, backdating ballots or dumping ballots. You're supposed to say, gee, those are, uh, can I take a look at that? Can I uh, call that person? Can I do that story? But they don't because they're not journalists. They're not members of the media. They're members of the Biden, you know, transition team, essentially. Right. With, they, with you're right Jerry. But well, they don't want to want to launder this information, you know, for Team Trump. So they're every, not going to do that. Every question Juliana should answer the same way. Aren't you a member of the media? Aren't you a reporter? Aren't you curious? When we say we have all these poll workers saying, yes, they saw a truck pull up and dump off boxes of ballots all for Biden. Wouldn't you like to know, you know, who that guy was, who the witness is, what they had to say, where they were? I mean, isn't that a good story? But no, all they're there for is to say, you got to concede. This is outrageous. You're undermining right. democracy. If I know you've seen these montages where they all say the same thing because they're all on the email chain. I hate to sound like Sidney Powell, like a conspiracy yeah. theorist, but they're all getting emails from the Biden team and they're all repeating the same mantra of, you know, he's undermining democracy. This is putting our country in danger because Biden's not getting the, the, the pop, proper briefing. I mean, it, it just amazes me that anybody, and you know, can we just put a end of the, put this to rest that there's no way Trump is ever going to just, cause he'll concede obviously at some point and leave the white house but he's never going to shake Biden's hand and write a little note and say, this is great. It's great about America. He knows what Biden did to him four mm -hmm. years ago. He knows what Obama did, what Hillary did, what Hillary started. He knows how underhanded they were, how duplicitous they were. There was nothing classy or dignified about the Obama right. to Trump. I mean, yeah, he wrote a note to Trump and he shook his hand at the same time. He put the FBI on uh, uh, surveilling his campaign. So he knows He's dealing with real, you know, the bad people, and he's not going to turn around and say, "Gee, you know, let's just pretend like it's." I'll be like George W. Bush, and I'll, you know, give a hug to to Jill Biden and a handshake to Joe Biden, and I'll wish him well. That is never. No, ever you're right happen. about that, Trent. <clears throat> you're right about that, and there's no doubt that had this been reversed and there a razor thin Trump victory, that you would have had Democrats in the street saying. To not go to court would be un-American, and for anybody to even suggest right. it, you'd be banned on Twitter immediately, and Jack Dorsey would be saying, no, 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 no. I mean, you would absolutely have to be counting and be counting, and the Russians would be back, obviously, and the North Koreans would be back That's into true. it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. So so in that in that, in that situation, I understand the, you know, that feeling. I mean, if this one is over. I mean, though, so, I mean, the, 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 but but you're, you're, even, you're right, though. When they say... No, our democracy, the fabric of our democracy is being threatened now. The peaceful transition of power is being threatened. Remember, they say now, Jerry, remember, because we didn't have a peaceful transition for when Gore and Bush were in court that uh, that we couldn't, um, that 9-11 happened. So we're threatening another 9-11 here. Well, hey, a-hole, it wasn't us who was demanding recounts in Florida. It was you. It was you who said, we, who's blaming us for causing another 9-11. Who, according to you, caused the last one by and, by? And you know what? I would say, in defense of Sidney Powell, and again, I think this accusation against um, Brian Kemp is ridiculous, and she's she she just lost, it, and I understand why she's on her own now. But 
the thought that Venezuela was involved and 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 Kemp was taking money is a little far fetched. Is it as far fetched as Trump's a a, a uh, Putin double agent that he's working for the Russians? Is that which is more far fetched? Just you know, in your opinion. Uh, no, uh, no. I, I, I think the Russian conspiracy hoax. The is Russian conspiracy the silliest hoax. theory ever that mm-hmm. Trump was working with Putin, and and you know MSNBC spent three years advancing that. Hillary Clinton made it up. Barack Obama and Joe Biden advanced it. It was ridiculous from the beginning that Trump somehow, first of all, they would say he's a dummy and a boob, and secondly, he's smart enough to conspire with the Russians to steal an election. But they gave that oxygen for three years so maybe yeah, city Powell said you know this is a crazy theory but it's not nearly as crazy as that so why no, not and it's tiny too the, the other one was an orchestrated campaign amongst media and elected politicians right. and it, the institutions in government that that was the biggest conspiracy ever in in our government certainly it, it was indeed a soft coup there's no way you can say it wasn't and it was based right. on nothing and they knew it they knew it when Trump said in that summer of 2016, Russia, if you're listening, for any journalist to say, oh, my God, Trump is actually asking the Russians. And they cite this. And Robert Mueller no. cites this in his report. No. Do you think if Trump wants information from the Russians, he's going to do it at a freaking podium in front of the world and say, hey, by the way, if you're listening, can we have the emails? But you're so it, right. You're so right. It, he was obviously kidding. I saw it. You saw it. I've seen a hundred times. He was obviously joking around. He was being Trump. That's what he does. And and she would say, oh, he's asking the Russians for help. Obviously, Hillary is a despicable human being, a liar. Uh, she she an immoral human being. And yet they allowed her to do this, to get her revenge because mm-hmm. she lost Trump, to get her revenge by by tarnishing his, his presidency and what she did. Right. With the help of Obama and Biden and the FBI and Clapper and and and, and, and Brennan and Comey with their with their help, they managed to undermine. Uh, and they used to, to an extent, and it's amazing he got as much done as he did. When you consider what they did, they impeached him. Yes, for, yes, for they, and they used the the Kavanaugh gaslighting against him. You know, tr- destroyed right. his life. Had everybody up there slandering him and suggesting that the that the administration was invalid from the beginning, and then blamed him from being incredulous about for being angry about it. They blamed him. Why is he so unhinged right now? This doesn't make any sense. That's unpresidential. Unpresidential. You just had Woodward, Bernstein, and Douglas Brinkley on in a row saying that this guy was the most you know unfit president in the history of the world. You're saying that this man is Hitler. Sanjay Gupta on on uh, CNN, you know, right after the inauguration, said this has only been paralleled before. In sorry, it's Fareed Zachariah. It was only been paralleled before during the Third Reich and the Germans' incursion into the Sudetenland. Holy Jesus, you guys are really saying this stuff? You're well, blaming uh, him? Christian Amanpour said yeah. it was like Kristallnacht, which is 83 or whatever years ago, like this month, where they burned a thousand, you know, temple uh, uh, Jewish synagogues mm-hmm. and uh, homes and destroyed businesses. And it was the start, obviously, of the, you know, essentially the start of the Holocaust. And she said, it's kind of like this administration. I mean, Trump, right. uh, Pence, they're, they're kind of like Hitler. And then you're watching and said, this person is out of her mind. And she right. had to apologize. She didn't really mean to apologize. She no. was forced to. But they don't see anything wrong. And this explains everything, by the way. If you want to know why they are so crazed and why they hate Trump so much and why they're willing to look the other way and, and cheat and why they needed this mail-in ballots and why they needed to why the media was is 100% in the tank is because Trump's Hitler. And if Trump right. was Hitler, 
all bets are off. You're allowed to do things illegally. You're allowed to do things immorally. If he's Hitler, you're allowed to make up a crazy Russian uh, connection hoax and, and go with it because he's Hitler. Let's be honest. If someone is Hitler, there's no limit to what you'll do to bring him down. Damn right. And you're allowed to punch your supporters because they're culpable. <laughs> they're little brown shirts in training. You're right about that. And Colbert said last week, and, and you know, he's had a nervous breakdown. He's not. He's not well. He's not but he well. said last week, he said, damn it, don't you understand? I've always said he's a fascist. He's a fascist. And now we're seeing it. And the train's coming. And he's going to put you on the train, you know, the train stuff. And so I'm saying, like, if they actually think now that he's been mobilized, that this is indeed the Reichstag's been bombed, and now Trump is really taking power, power, why would these people still be punching in every day like they do every day, going to the gym at 10 a.m. and punching into work at, you know, doing their hour of their comedy show? If you've got the Fuhrer in the White House right now, wouldn't you alter your schedule to maybe get the hell out of town or do something else other than what you normally do? Yeah. Hitler is Hitler is ascended, so I'm going to go on my show and try to scare everybody. No, if Hitler's really ascended, you get the hell out of Dodge or you start, you know, getting together with some other people in you know, push. I mean, I tweeted this the other days, the worst fascist, the worst dictator ever, because there's literally Antifa and BLM people right outside the White House, you know, setting fires and throwing things and threatening his supporters and, you know, wishing him death. And he doesn't, you know, send the stormtroopers out there to kill them. Now, if you're Hitler, wouldn't you just go out there and say, eliminate those people? <clears throat> Hitler would never have used uh, tear gas to clear the federal oh, property. No. He wouldn't have held up the Bible upside down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, have third-rate journalists say, I have tear gas in my eyes, pouring water in their eyes, you know, making sure the cameraman with his unsteady camera can show him pouring water in his eyes. God, the performance art has been ridiculous. And, and would, would he allow this? I mean, if if you're um, Hitler, you would, if you're Trump and you're Hitler, you're a dictator, a fascist and an authoritarian, wouldn't, uh, you know, like uh, Jim Acosta be in a gulag right now? Wouldn't uh, I would say James Comey would James be where Comey Jimmy Hoffa is, free, among other things. Brennan would not be walking free. Hillary no. certainly wouldn't be walking free. He's a terrible dictator. It's like he's a terrible anti-Semite. He goes called an anti-Semite and a terrible racist. He keeps freeing, you know, these these black right. women, these old black ladies from prison. You know, what a terrible racist he is. But I, I am changing my tune on harassing politicians in restaurants. I'm coming around. I'm coming around on that strategy, Shattuck. I, I used to think it was it was terrible and they're with the family. Let, let them eat in peace. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody, if it's one of these petty tyrants that will not let you and your family eat in peace, hell, no reason to let them eat in peace. And I'm referring, of course, to Phil Murphy, the guy, the guy, the New Jersey governor who bought the governorship in New Jersey, formerly Charlie Baker's uh, high school classmate, um, or is it college classmate? They go to high school. They went to high school together, correct? Yes. And he's just like Baker. Can't come up with. There's not enough uh, power to suit him. Not enough rules and regulations to make him happy. And he's insisting, of course, that you, you know, everyone eat Thanksgiving dinner alone in their room in a dark room. That's what they recommend. Don't see your friends or neighbors. <laughs> don't, don't go outside and don't, don't don't even you know breathe the air. Sit in their side and and with your mask on between bites. Don't even look out the window. It's dangerous. We have to stop the spread. We have to flatten the curve, Tom Shattuck. So um, this dirt, this this a hole, Phil Murphy was out to dinner. I think he was uh, at I don't know what he was at Applebee's or something with his family, and they were all bunched in together. 
Nobody was wearing masks. They were having a grand old time. Um, and some, you know, it sounds like to me, it sounds like, uh, what was, um, Carmela, Carmela Soprano. Sounds like maybe Carmella, yeah, yeah. a couple of her friends catch governor Murphy sitting there <laughs> dining with his family. But, uh, let's hear from, uh, these fine, uh, frustrated New Jerseyans. Oh my God. Hey, how you oh doing? Oh my God, Murphy. How you doing? Such a dick. You're having you fun are. with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit oh, going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he drunk? No, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. Can you put your mask on? Please. You can go fuck yourself. How's that? Well, I don't need a fucking mask. mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like fucking Trump, wrong with me. I like your Trump phone You're case. fucking right. That's what Trump likes. He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do, no, he doesn't like your oh, phone. Oh, he does. He does. Get the fuck out of here. It's hysterical on so many levels. See him, he puts his mask on when he realizes they got a camera right. and he's literally in between bites and he puts the mask on. He's so full of it. They're all so full of it. Anyway, <laughs> they think it's going to be one of these, you know, friendly little, you know, disagreements with a, with a constituent. And she says, yeah, you can go F yourself. <laughs> that is such vintage New Jersey. That's the way people like this, if you see Cuomo out to dinner or Murphy or Whitmer or Baker, I, I think that's perfectly appropriate. I feel like that's that's not the New Jersey I know, the typical New Jersey family. I would think the wife would get up and sock one of those people. You know, <laughs> like, you know what? Pre pre cell phone camera, they might have, but these yeah. are really and people. it would have been in, in fairness. You might you might support what they did, but it would have been deserved if they got if they got punched. This is a this is a you know multi millionaire uh, you know uh, Wall Street broker. This isn't a typical new. This is a guy from Needham. Yeah. You know, no, I know. Typical New Jersey family. You know who Trump likes? He likes my dad. No, he doesn't <laughs> like your dad. Nobody well, likes you, your dad. You know, it is, you know, I would suggest if people haven't listened to it, go, if you haven't watched or listened to the um, Chef Mike episode of the Jerry Callahan show, um, I thought it was incredible just to hear the, the ass kicking these guys are getting. These small business owners, you know, he went down from nine employees to four employees, has to pay a mortgage, still has to pay bills barely eking out a living this entire livelihood it was in in for governors to go and shut them down again and say screw you meanwhile walmart and all these other places are open man that is it is vicious it is freaking I mean, if you think that, you, you you're in a restaurant or a gym or and across the street to walmart or home depot and i talk about the home depot near me all the time packed the parking lot's mm -hmm. packed the store's packed I mean, these are, they have little lines where you have to bet six feet apart when you wait in line to check out. But other than that, there's no rules. I mean, you just, you got to wear your mask, but so what they get to do business and you've seen the numbers, Home Depot, Walmart, uh, Amazon target have the business has been booming. It is the greatest transfer of wealth from small mm -hmm. business to big business from local merchants to corporate America in our history. These got people are being put out of business and, and you referred to chef Mike. Uh, it was our special weekend Callahan podcast. This poor bastard started a restaurant. It was uh, like the summer of 2019. And then he gets hit with this. He's, he's going to lose $300,000 if they put him out of business. And they've already Charlie Baker's put at least 5,000 restaurants out of business in Massachusetts and they just keep making it tougher and tougher. I saw a guy, a New York restaurant tour interview this morning. And when they put in the last call or the uh, curfew, he says, we made more from, I think it was 10 PM 
till 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. He says, we made more in those hours than the rest of the day combined, that we need those hours. And yep. we just come up with this arbitrary thing like, let's have a curfew. And if you're a restaurant owner, you go, wait a second, if you have a curfew, you're going to force everybody into the restaurant at the same time instead of spreading it out. That sounds deadly to me, but they don't care. There's no, no, I mean, it, obviously they're all a bunch of friggin' hypocrites. Obviously people like Murphy and Newsom and Whitmer do what they want to do. Every single one of them has been caught in, a, a, in defying their own orders and they will continue to be. And this is going to get crazy because I think some of them like Cuomo are going to take action or try to take action on Thanksgiving. They're going to bust some people for having too many people at their house. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to make a prediction on New York. There will be, they will bust some people for having too many people over for dinner. And I'm going to guess that the people they bust are going to be of the Jewish persuasion. They're going to yes. be uh, Jewish folks in Brooklyn who uh, Cuomo and de Blasio hate because there are a couple of anti-Semites. They're going to go after them and make an example of them. They already have, but it's going to get crazier before it gets better. I know vaccines right around the corner. But <laughs> here's but here's, Jerry. Remember when he goes after the Jews, Cuomo isn't just going after the end user. He's going to go after the larger community and businesses because they're sensitive to money. Right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all they care about. But here's, yeah, every, every day, if you're you know online, you're on on social media, you see every day another crazy measure, restriction, rule, and this one's out of uh, England. It was uh, on the BBC over the weekend, where an elected official, let me get his title, um, came up with a plan. His name is uh, Mark Adams, um, and he he's, he's got an idea, and he thinks it's gonna um, got legs. He wants to postpone Christmas. He says, why don't we just postpone it for six months while we'll celebrated in June? You know, when it's warm. He says, um, I read recently an idea about bringing Christmas to June or July and having Christmas Day then. And I think that sounds like an emin eminently sensible thing to do. We certainly can't have a Christmas like we're used to having. Um, um, and, he, and he wants to postpone Christmas till for six months and thinks it's an eminently sensible thing to do. Now you laugh at that. Do you have any doubt that there'll be some American politician, governor, mayor say, yeah, it's a good idea. We can't have Christmas. Of course you'll catch the guy at his house with a hundred people <laughs> with family members having Christmas, but these people are out of control and they're trying to one up each other. So I mean, they basically, they basically already did right. Every right. school system is, is, is going remote learning till halfway through January because you'd have to quarantine for two weeks after Christmas. So they're basically doing it here. Maybe they're not going to make headlines for it, but it's already happening. Yes. Yeah, they're not, they're only these service. health officials who now run the country only have a rubber stamp that denies access. That's all the only tool they have. So they'll use it. We've got to get the vaccine. It's got to be deployed. and We can't abandon fundamental public health measures. You can approach a degree of normality while still doing some fundamental public health things that synergize with the vaccine to get us back to normal. So not until the second or third quarter of 2021, though. Christmas is probably not going to be possible. Yeah, I'm, well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. God, I'm sick of fuck Fauci. I mean, honest to God, who loves the camera more, Fauci or uh, Cuomo? Christmas is not going to be possible. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you can have a degree of normality, but the synergy of Christmas is no bueno. So, no, and certainly not New Year's Eve. Jesus, not New Year's Eve. Not New Year's Eve. No, and it's and you know what? Every day we do this every day because every day there's a new um, insane rule or regulation. And I'm just predicting right now. Um, I I predicted that they would regulate the size of turkeys. Like mm-hmm. if you bought a 23 pounder, they would somehow the government would track that, follow you to your house, <laughs> and bust you because that means you're having too many people at your house. And there was like some parody. I don't know if it was Babylon B or someone said that that they're now tracking the people who buy big turkeys in California, which uh, would that, if would you think that's not possible? You think that's too extreme? No, of course it's possible. I, I tweeted this the other day in, in Australia. No, in uh, Greece, you have to tweet. I mean, text the local government when you leave your house and text them when you get back home. Cause they monitor how long people leave. And in Australia, there was this exchange where a woman Texted the local government official and asked if she could walk her dog, and they said no. There yeah, was no dog walking allowed. You can't. No, well, no, she. You know what she was doing? She was ratting out her husband. Remember, her husband wanted to walk the dog, and she said, "By the way, my husband's not following the rules. Can you let us know for sure if this is allowed?" And the government said, "No, it's not allowed." And she said, "Ha ha, see." So she's ratting out her husband. This thing is, is the dog supposed to like use the toilet? Well, I don't even understand. You can't walk your dog. When when does it go to the bathroom? He he can use the degree of normality that a dog can use, Jerry. And if there's oh. not synergy there, then that's too bad. But you've heard why wouldn't they? We've already you've already seen the pictures. We've talked about it of the people with the telephoto lenses, um, you know, or looking at uh, spying on people gathering in big cities. No, and no, those were spying on Jewish people. Oh, okay, get it straight. Cuomo and De Blasio said. Let's get the Jewish folks in. That's where they were in Brooklyn, right? Uh, and and, and of course, right. coming, there's coming hotlines, Jerry. So if you see yourself, if you see, you know, with your own, if you have uh, thermal imaging uh, technology and you see a number of crockpots heading into a certain house, then that's <laughs> something that's actionable as well. It's up to you. you. We've all been deputized. It's up to you to turn them in. And, yes. and so we know that get-togethers, even small ones, uh, can spread the virus. In New Jersey alone, five coronavirus outbreaks were linked to Halloween parties. The new CDC guidelines for small gatherings include requiring everyone to wear a mask, even outdoors, avoiding direct contact, including handshakes and hugs, keeping music levels down to avoid people singing or trying to shout over the noise, avoiding potluck-style gatherings, and having one person serve all the food so multiple people are not handling the serving utensils. Is there anything else you can think of to add to the list? (laughs) Stay apart if you can. Wear that mask. And enjoy Thanksgiving, even though it's a COVID Thanksgiving. I love it, Jason. Is there anything else? I mentioned Phil Murphy. Um, And and Massachusetts had the rules, too. uh, Baker wants you to bring your own food to other people's houses. So you bring your own food and utensils and you eat separately from the people you're visiting, which makes about as much sense as like not going to their house, just stay home and eat. Right. Uh, and you know, Baker will have plenty of people at his house and Karen Polito will have a big party. The uh, Lieutenant governor, they will not right. follow their own rules because none of these people follow their own rules. That's when we talked about Gavin Newsom the other day, here's how you know that they don't think that, these rules are are really uh, measures to uh, for public health measures because they don't follow them. I mean, Phil Murphy, yeah. if he really thought 
sitting in a crowded restaurant would get you sick and die, and you might die. He wouldn't do it. Gavin Newsom wouldn't have had gone to that party at the French Laundry if he really thought having a dinner with 13 people was going to kill you. He wouldn't have done it. So we know they're liars and hypocrites. We know they're not doing what they want us to do, and they know what they want us to do is not necessary. By the way, did Jake Tapper uh, tabulate the number of uh, outbreaks as a result of the Biden celebration parties or the Black Lives Matter? That was political speech, Jerry. This political speech is not – it's something different. The the degree of normality is allowed during political speech. And for you to try to suppress that, by the way, and considering it's a public health issue, Black Lives Matter is a public health issue, um, just shows you're just part of the the uh, oppressive patriarchy. So, right. Uh, right. No. And, and by the way, Gavin Newsom, he just stopped in. He was sitting outside. There were just a couple friends. Uh, Gavin, <laughs> we have it on camera. You lying piece of crap. We we saw everything. We know you're full of it. We know you don't really think these things are necessary. All right, a couple of quick things. I don't know how we get off on that tangent. A couple of quick things after I talk about Shea Concrete. Let me tell you what Shea can do for you, Tom Shattuck. You should do this because I know you live in the sticks with all your chickens. You should get yourself a building, a concrete building from Shea Concrete. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. A couple things. Um, we have a new American hero. We have uh, this. I, I want to talk about two things before we we go here. The the new American hero, and and the and the anti-hero that people at ESPN worship. Anyway, we're going to give you the latest on why Colin Kaepernick is such a piece of shit. But anyway, let's talk about seventy-four-year-old. What's his name? Wilkins is. Um, I'm going to get you his name. He went. He went global uh, over the weekend. It was actually in late October that he was, uh, did his heroic thing, but his name is Richard Wilbank, 74 years old. I believe he's in Fort Myers. He's in Lee County, Florida. And if you weren't on social media, might've missed it, but he saved his little puppy dog. He has a little puppy, brand new puppy named Gunner, a three month old 
Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, whatever that is, but a cute little dog. The dog got yanked into the swamp by a little alligator, not a big gator, but a gator. Mm. And Richard Wilbanks went into action. Typical, you know, hard scrabble, you know, Florida senior citizen just jumped in the pond. I, I love my dog and I can't see myself pulling this one off, but let, let me show the, let me show it just in case you wouldn't see it. Man leaps into the water to grab a hold of his King Charles Spaniel and wrest it from the jaws of the alligator. It takes several seconds until he's able to put the gator down, shake the puppy from its grip. The puppy did suffer a puncture to its belly, but is doing just fine after a trip to the vet. That dog was is that a stogie in his mouth? I think so, yeah. He goes underwater completely and doesn't lose the stogie. <clears throat> I assume it, it wasn't lit, but he goes underwater completely. He's an old guy in the swamp, and he comes out with the gator in his hands and has to pry the little puppy out of the jaws of the gator. And this thing just went global. And as everybody was saying, you know, can we, instead of, you know, Joe Biden, could we maybe have uh, Richard Wilbanks? You know, yeah. Could the, could the electors switch their vote and vote for this guy? Because what a great American. He's an avid hunter and he was just hanging by. And you know what? He didn't videotape this. It was some government program where they had cameras on the swamps to see the, to monitor the wildlife yeah. nonsense. And somebody was looking at it and said, holy crap, look what this guy did. He went he, in on a gator. <laughs> he didn't videotape it, Jerry. He's probably from a generation where he probably wasn't going to tell anybody either. Like right, maybe right. buying scratch tickets later. Yeah, I had to grab the dog it, from it, a guy. said the dog went to the vet, which surprised me. <laughs> I figured he'd say, ah, he'll be fine. You know, don't worry about it. And he probably well, went Jerry, in. Well, Jerry, I, I want to. I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Alice Shattuck then, my wife, Jerry, who intervened three days ago. A certain chicken named Little Jerry Callahan was out in the yard when a hawk attacked it. She went out there, and they, they were rolling around on the ground. Did you realize that? With the, with the hawk? The hawk attacked my chicken, the, your, so Little Jerry Callahan, think? and the, they're rolling around on the ground. They were fighting on the ground, which I didn't know was possible, like, like MMA. And my wife went out there and scared the hawk off, and it flew away, and Little Jerry Callahan is fine. He's a little banged up. But um, but she wow. saved his life like that guy. Also, Stogie, you know, that but, would be uh, a great video. That would be. A great I know video. you could set up a camera out there and get that because um, this guy, Richard Wilbanks, is a national mm -hmm. hero. Just think of your wife. She would have been she would have gone global. She would have been famous. She would have dumped your ass. And, well, in that chicken, Jerry, who knew a chicken could fight a hawk? Seriously, I'm, I'm like thrilled is about it. A rooster or a chicken? I was wondering. He's a chicken. Chickens are girls, though, aren't they? I don't I. I don't know, Jerry. I don't know. He's a he's lays eggs and he's uh, oh, he he's a good looking bird. He and, eggs. Yes, and he fought. Uh, he can be whatever he wants, Jerry. You know, by the way, what are you, um, the 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 Harry Potter author? Suddenly, yeah, J.K. Rowling. We don't have time for this. I'm, I was trying not to get sidetracked, but did you guys see the video? And I'll probably, you know, this is something. Let me just preface it by saying that I could never ever do at my previous. Uh, place of employment did you see that church service i tweeted this out last night did you see kellenay because it's amazing where they bring a little kid i'm not sure if it's a girl or a boy and they bring this kid up the kid on, on the altar and the kid's like four and they say are you a girl or a boy and they let the kid decide it's sick oh, it's, gone, it's gone viral i tweeted out last night dave and uh it's it's the creepiest thing there's a bunch of grown-ups in the pews and they're watching these kids, and they're letting the kids decide at whatever age. 
what would you say that can you see that now, Dave? They're probably yeah, let me, let me, you want me to play it? Let me play it for you. Yeah, let, watch good, morning. good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. You're a little shy. Do you want to tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? I just want to tell them that I'm a girl. Okay, you can tell them that. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Shattuck, you got a bunch of kids. So do yeah. you, Colin. How old is Phoenix? If you had to guess, how old is Phoenix? Four. Yeah, I was going to say four or five. Four. I mean, you know why I'm I'm sitting here and not on uh, no longer on the radio, don't you? Because I said it was crazy for a four-year-old to transition. Of course, the, the Boston Globe was you know, honoring this family for uh, uh, abusing this poor child, but... The same thing, four-year-old, and they were encouraging the four-year-old to, I don't know, transition or pick her own gender. And they show in the video, F Phoenix is with her, I don't know what you call a sister or brother, but Lotus is the other kid. Lotus and Phoenix, and they're both <laughs> um, ambiguous. They both have dressed. I don't know how they're dressed. They bring this four-year-old, they put a mic in her hand on the altar and say, tell everyone that you're a girl, which I assume that means that Phoenix was born a boy. Is mm -hmm. that what we assume? And they dress her up like a girl, and she decides to be a girl at four years old. And these 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 hideous women are up on the altar with these big, disgusting women are up on the altar telling her, you know, confusing her. What are your pronouns? Does a four-year even know what a pronoun is? I don't think I knew what a pronoun was till I was like, you know, in college. No, how <laughs> would a kid even know what a pronoun is? No, and that's why. Um... That's why Trump. <laughs> it, it, it's insanity. But well, I mean, if it was just insanity, that would be fine. The fact that it's really child abuse, and it's really the parents who are just on this crazy quest for uh, spiritual nobility uh, through these crazy antics using the kids as props. I mean, it's sick and it's torture. There's no doubt about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I remember when you guys originally got in trouble with that. I also mentioned it. And it was considered an unsafe thing to talk about, to write about at the time. Uh, and it's disgusting. That's crazy. By the way, is is Jesus Christ not a running theme in any of these churches? Because I that, never... Yeah, that's never part of the patriarchy. That's what that right. is. You know, did you right. list the list of various genders or whatever, the list mm -hmm. of various... And I'm thinking, that's one thing for all these crazy adults. There's a bunch of crazy adults in the pews. But in front of them is a whole bunch of children, four or five-year-old children. And you're listing whether you want to be a pansexual or a transsexual. And they're going, and they, they just want to play with their toys or go out in the right. playground. I mean, they want to be kids. And they're being used as props by these whack jobs uh, who, who are forcing this kind of this intersectionality on these on these poor children. It is child abuse. As as somebody said on uh, Twitter this morning, said they should uh, send in the authorities, you know, take these kids away and arrest these parents. I mean, it's child right. abuse. You're abusing yeah. emotionally, mentally, 
abusing these poor children. But and the, sta- and the stats show that there's incredible, you know, amounts of damage are done on, on huge levels as well. Just but look at Abigail Schreier and what she's been writing and saying about this. What this does, especially to young girls, you know, as teenagers, a lot of the stuff is just a phase. A lot of the stuff is, you know, is this kind of herd mentality that they get in with their with their friends. And they get out of it eventually too, but not without doing reparable damage, including right. surgeries and, and to remove breasts and things. It's, it's, it's just because you know, in pl- in places. If you don't know, who she is. She wrote the book about this uh, craze of uh, of, uh, I guess, changing your gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, uh, I saw her say, in some states, if you're 15 years old, you can go into these clinics. In Oregon, they have these clinics to go like gender clinics, and you can get treatments, hormone treatments, yeah. with no. Permission from your parents, no knock, no from a doctor, nothing. You can just go and say, I think I'm a boy in a girl's body. Okay, here you go. Sit down. We'll give you an injection. It's madness, and it's this new trend, and they're doing it in groups. The girls yeah. are coming out as boys with their right. friends. <laughs> you know, like three or four girls, and it used to be you know, one-tenth of one percent uh, were, were transitioning, and now it's like three percent. It's an insane number. Yes. It explains it, and when you hear her explain it, you go, this is absolute madness. Of course, you know, I wanted to read her book. I went to Target. Wasn't there? <laughs> Target no. got one one uh, tweet from one, uh, you know, crazy activist. Sound familiar? And they banned her book temporarily. But you, it, And you get all these activists who are trying to get her shut down, censored. It's sick. But um, I don't know where how we got off on that. That video, that video, by the way. Yeah, it's that remarkable. Video, that video is going to go viral, and hopefully, you know, people will uh, will will see it and do something about it because these poor poor children. I just feel bad for poor Phoenix. Phoenix, <laughs> gonna go. Th- I mean, there's still Phoenix. hope for Lotus, Jerry. <laughs> Lotus, <laughs> I'm pretty sure is a boy, or maybe I don't know. I don't know, but check out that video if you hadn't seen it. Um, all right, before we go, I got to get to Colin Kaepernick because this, I realize that, you know, I'm a little bit more interested in this than some people, but Colin Kaepernick is a hero to most people on ESPN. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, all the, you know, all the Max Kellermans and the Levitards and the, all the around the horn people, they love Colin Kaepernick because, you know, he hates cops, he hates America, and they just think that's cool. And they think when, 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 I don't know, it was George Floyd or Jacob Blake happened, they, there was an uprising at Barstool. And, and some of the Barstool guys, the Portnoy's right-hand men said, you know, I, I feel so bad. I, now I understand what Colin Kaepernick is doing. Now I understand, you know, why Colin Kaepernick, you know, hates cops. And they suddenly he became this figure when, when the Los Angeles Lakers all took a knee and wore T-shirts and did something, I don't know, uh, spit on the flag. I forget what they did exactly. LeBron <laughs> James LeBron James said, I hope Colin Kaepernick is proud of us. Proud of us. <laughs> it, it's just insane when you stop and think about what um, Colin Kaepernick is, is famous He sacrificed, for. Jerry. He sacrificed. sacrificed so much. Colin Kaepernick is now honoring or demand i shouldn't say honoring demanding the release of another cop killer he loves cop killers um mumia mumia abu jamal mumia abu jamal if you read about it is guilty as hell assassinated a cop Mm kind of like his other hero joanne chesimard did uh 
Daniel Faulkner was a 25-year-old trooper in uh, in 1981, Philadelphia police officer, not a state trooper, Philadelphia cop in 1981. He, he, he shot him. Um, Faulkner shot back, which is how I, I think that it was pretty clear. He, he Abu Jamal was injured, but Ab, Abu Jamal uh, executed this cop when he was down and injured, murdered him in cold blood. Obviously, nobody at ESPN knows who uh, Daniel Faulkner is. They don't care. They just think Kaepernick is, you know, fighting for the the oppressed and the voiceless and all that crap. But he made a video. There's a guy who gets paid millions by Nike. There's a guy mm-hmm. who gets honored by the NFL. Made a video saying that uh, um, Abu um, Abu Jamal was framed and he served enough and he should be free. Um, Mumia Mumia. Mumia was shot, brutalized, arrested, and chained to a hospital bed. Um, he, 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 he did confess to the killing by the way, but he didn't, you know, change his mind, I guess, later on. And now Mm -hmm. Kaepernick, this absolute piece of garbage, Colin Kaepernick is demanding this guy be free. Faulkner's widow is still around and she's fighting it. You know who the, the, the DA is? That Larry Krasner, that 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 evil bastard who was one of the original um, George Soros DAs that he bought the bought the uh, the yeah, office yeah, yeah. for him, and now he does nothing but free criminals and side with the criminals, and they're trying to get this guy freed. Yeah, Maureen, Fa- Maureen Faulkner's fighting the good fight, thirty eight years after her husband was assassinated. But and 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 everyone who pays attention to the case knows he's guilty as hell. It doesn't matter. Kaepernick wants him free because he's of his race and, and because all he did was kill a cop and Kaepernick doesn't have any problem with that. As we've learned before with Joanne Chesimard and anybody who. Yeah. Who, and we've been talking about Mumia for 25 years. He has by, kind of been one of the high trophy icons uh, for this crazy uh, movement, uh, woke movement here. He, he's a noted uh, poet, though, Jerry, you left that out. He's a oh, thoughtful right. poet. So he's got important uh, masterworks to complete, and uh, so they they've been celebrating this guy. But he the, the details of the murder of the cop are freaking terrible. I, I read them; it was a decade ago when I read them. But at one point, he may have begged for his life. Yeah. Um. The guy's an animal. The Mumia is a just a total trash. But uh, I'm not surprised. Hey, if you're going to try it, this is the time to try it. And you think so that, that, that the squad's not going to? You you were saying that you don't think the squad's going to have any sway over Joe Biden? I disagree jerry i mean this is going to be a test we'll see how much he can hold out i don't think he's got much chance here i think as far as criminal justice reform or woke revolution goes biden has no defense against that stuff and it is going to be a free-for-all uh, i'm 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 looking forward to you know watching around the horn today i'm sure they'll say you know we wish the best to uh maureen faulkner you know our, our, our thoughts and prayers are for her and her family <laughs> because her husband was assassinated by this dirtbag. No, they'll say, oh, Colin Kaepernick, he's such a uh, he's such a freedom fighter, such a great uh, you know, uh, humanitarian. Screw that. It's all Jerry, considering we've moved so much and in, 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 all these organizations. America. He loves China. He's an awful, awful right. human being. Why no, but Jerry, be- considering we've moved so far into the crazy zone here and all these woke Companies like ESPN are, are happy to to make these moves, even though they lose money and hire idiots, even though they lose money and the culture has become so warped. How how isn't OJ back in polite company? <laughs> I mean, seriously, why doesn't he have a normal gig? He's a talented broadcaster. 
he does tweet out his thoughts, his daily thoughts. Yeah. It, it is amazing. He is holding up so well. He looks, I think he's 71 or two. He looks good. He sounds good. It's just, it, there's no justice in the world that, that he's <laughs> out there. And you know where he is every day when he tweets out his thoughts, he's at the golf yeah. course. He's waiting to tee off and he does a little yeah. two minute video. He'll do one today talking about, uh, you know, Joe Burrow getting hurt or talking about, uh, something to do with the, uh, you know, with, with, with Trump or whatever, but, uh, uh, OJ looks so good. It's just a shame. It's a shame that he isn't, uh, he, it's a shame that he's not like in the same condition as our president, our president elect, you know, in the throes of dementia, struggling to find the, the right words because he's not, there's a guy who played in the NFL who went to prison, mm-hmm. who committed murder. And he sounds sharp as, you know, like, you know, it sounds like he hasn't lost a uh, a brain cell. It's kind of people sad. love him. Have you ever met him? I did years ago, and I think he was with Will McDonough, and when mm-hmm. I met him, and he was in this restaurant and saying hi to everybody. Of course, and everybody, and and he was like to- toast of the town. He was very uh, political and and, and sociable, and diplomatic. And everybody says he, he's a great guy. If he's unless he kills you, he's like a really yeah. great guy. It's interesting well, how charming not- some of these. When he's not beheading his his wife, he's, he is he's charming, and and you know what? We all have our flaws, right? We all have our <laughs> our issues. So occasionally, he you know, cut someone's head off. He still seems like a, a heck of a. Heck of, I mean, he was great as Norbert Norberg. Wouldn't you agree? In the movie, he was incredible in Naked Gun, in Towering Inferno. Jerry, you can't oh, they, they can't teach that. If Mumia goes free, I want OJ back on TV. It's a good. <laughs> You run with that. You run yeah. with that. Um, but we'll see. Good luck to Mumia and, and Kaepernick, that piece of crap. But anyway, all right, that's it. We got we got off on that uh, tangent. I'm looking forward today to seeing the – I haven't seen it yet. Sidney Powell go public with the Kraken. She's going to release the Kraken today, Shattuck. And, God, are we going to miss Trump or what? Every day is some crazy thing with with whether it's his lawyers or him or his, his, you know someone on his team – it's just going to be boring without him. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss He's him. He's not going anywhere, Jerry. He's going to get more coverage as a private citizen than Biden does as president. Uh, hopefully, you know, takes over Newsmax because that's, you know, my my network, Newsmax. And uh, that'd be wild if he uses Biden network just for revenge. I love revenge. You know that? Yeah. I would love to see it. That's why I love Janice Dean, who's going to join us tomorrow, by the way. I'm awesome. You, Jan. I can't wait. I love Janice Dean. She's doing great work. Will you explain to her that uh, Governor Cuomo feels that it's her fault, by the way, that her relatives have died, just like eating too much cheesecake makes you fat? That's a good point. I got to write that down. Cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. Her her father-in-law was a New York firefighter. The guy was a fought you know, and was married to his wife for 59 years, and Cuomo killed the both of them in the span of like two weeks. And he's out there getting an Emmy today. It's nauseating. I don't get started on this again. Bring an Emmy. He's out in a book tour, writing a book about how he and all these celebrities, these Ben Stiller a holes, are out there campaigning for him already. Do people not pay attention? I honestly, if he were Republican, I would hate him. I would hate him. I don't hate him because he's a Democrat. I mean, that's part of it, but I would hate him just as much if he were Republican because I know what he did. We all know what he did. If you could just read up on it a little bit, you'll realize what a disgusting human being he is. But Enough of that. Enough of that, Shattuck. Thanks for uh, joining us. And thank your wife for me, please, for saving little Jerry Callahan, the rooster. I like to think of him as a rooster. The rooster (laughs) who was um, attacked by a hawk, and your wife went out there valiantly, heroically, saved 
the rooster. I wish that were on video, man. We could make her famous. I know. I know. I've thought about it, but the the motion cameras will always go off, you know, uh, unless I can do it right. I'll try. Believe me. You have chickens. Why? Oh, because when the virus was first starting, my wife felt that uh, there'd be a run on all the food in the world. And so we had to be preppers. No. And so now we have chickens for eggs. You're preppers. Do you have like a basement full of dinty more cans of uh, uh, not dinty more? Cause I would eat it. And she knows and? that I get fat and occasionally drunk. So, uh, uh, no. So it's beans. There's spam down there. There's a lot of pasta down there. There's a lot of stuff that I generally won't eat. Are your, are your kids in on this prep thing? prepper thing i don't she's not a legitimate prepper we but we have a lot we have shelves of stuff and um yeah she, my wife is hardcore jerry she doesn't screw around she's a prepper i wow. i was telling i was telling jerry before you came on about the video on facebook of her what appeared to be on the roof doing yeah, doing, yeah it's just so you have no uh you have no right to accuse me of lack of masculinity while your wife is doing everything around the house everything outside the house all right that's a new rule that's a new rule yeah, she, she does everything. She, what, what she changed oil manually while she was nine months pregnant <laughs> under the car. Our neighbors saw this and were like, you fat piece of crap to me. You, you're letting her. And I was like, she just does it. And uh, what do you do? Your kids do, do little Lotus and Phoenix Shattuck. Do they take care of the chickens? They-, uh, they help give them water. So they're not they're not super helpful at the moment. One of them is learning how to clean stuff up, which is good because uh, we've got the houses uh, we need. We need to be better. Do you, I know we you need to feel be back better, Jerry. Have they all picked out their pronouns, your kids? <laughs> Oddly enough, my wife has little patience for uh, anything like that, Jerry. She's an Orthodox, uh, Serbian Orthodox. So um, there's not a whole lot of uh, Phoenix and uh, stuff like that happening. <laughs> no. All right. That is Tom Shattuck, host of the Burn Barrel podcast and um, uh, Lowell Sun editor and lazy slob of a husband who lets his poor wife do all the work around the house thanks shattuck we'll talk to you hopefully again this week thanks guys um, and and uh thanks to uh shake concrete now i'm having a dcu and uh thanks to everybody for listening and for subscribing tomorrow we're going to talk to at some point I'm not sure when we're going to get this up and running but we're going to talk to janice dean who is uh determined to dog andrew cuomo to his grave which i love that about her because of what Cuomo did to her family. And uh, we'll have the latest from uh, Sidney Powell and uh, the Kraken and see what happens with with them today. Um, uh, anything else, Cullinane? No, I mean, check if you haven't already, check out that Chef Mike interview that uh, oh, Shattuck true. was that Shattuck was teasing. I think it was um, I think it was Michelle McPhee over the weekend tweeted out how, you know, the basically comparing the bailout for the auto industry and and we're doing nothing for the for the restaurants. The guys like Chef Mike aren't asking for a bailout. You know, they're just right. asking. They're playing by the rules and they're just asking for a fair fight. And that's a perfect. That, that interview was was perfectly sums up the fight that small businesses, it's, small it's restaurants are going. I saw through. some uh, guys in L.A. They in, in California. And the restaurant owners, and they did all these measures. They set up their outside sections and put in tents and big plastic dividers. And then three days later, the governor says, "You're closed. You're closed." I mean, not French Laundry, because you know that's that's special. <laughs> the average a you know average guy just trying to make a living. He just kicked him in the nuts again. It is brutal what they're doing. By the way, we've shown you a few couple of videos: the video of uh, Lotus and Phoenix, and the video of the beautiful man in Florida saving his dog. Uh, you got to see the video of the Buffalo store owner who kicks the health department 
out of his mm. out of the store. Says, "Get lost if you don't have a warrant." And she had cops with her, and yeah. they were going to inspect the place to see if they were abiding by all of Cuomo's ridiculous rules. He wouldn't let them in. Said, "Get lost. This is a private business. You're not invited in. Till you get a warrant, get out of my store." It was great. I hope there's more of that. People are going to start fighting back. People are fed up. They're not going to allow the government to uh, cancel Christmas. Um, have you brought your kids to see the mall Santa yet, Chad? Because I see mall <laughs> Santas are in like terrariums. They have them in. They're like yeah. they're like you know little uh, little gerbils inside these little plastic uh, bubbles. It's it's kind of sick. But hey, you know, can't be too careful. All right, that's it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.